right, welcome. Welcome, Tom. Welcome. We were talking about how to introduce the next season, and mm. just welcome was the only thing we could come up with, but welcome back for season five. Season five. Of the Where IMG, is the time gone? IMG Advisor podcast. It has gone, I don't know, it's been sucked into pandemics and relocation changes and license issues and all sorts of stuff, but... Yeah. We've covered off a lot. We've got another five episodes in this season to go. Uh, as always, myself, Tom Calver, joined by my very beautiful colleague, uh, Ryan Halday. Hello. Hello. Um, so the five episodes that we've got lined up for you in this season, we have uh, the costs of relocating. They're going to be financial costs, not the emotional uh, and physical costs. <laughs> uh, pre-employment checks uh, is going to be episode two, so all the different things that you're going to have to go through uh, before you get started. Number three, uh, for the families that are coming across childcare options, that's something that we get asked about quite a bit. Uh, episode number four, NHS Pay Explained, that is usually a very, very, very popular topic. Uh, and episode number five, Advice for Junior Doctors and Ways to Strengthen Your Application. So um, you can probably hear us shuffling sheets. Um, we are just making sure that we've got all of the all the info ready to, to cover off. But yeah, five episodes. You can either jump ahead to the ones that you want to listen to or you can listen to our um, incredible uh, chat for the next uh, five episodes. So number one, Costs of Relocating. Yeah. Do you want to? Can I just say it's almost a very strong intro? Thank you. Yeah, I like Thank that. you. You've, Off the cuff. You've definitely had your uh, ready break this morning, haven't I you? I did three wheat bix <laughs> <laughs> I've had an omelette. An omelette? Yeah. What do you have with it? Nothing. Just oh, just omelette. I'm trying to lose my uh, post-lockdown weight. <laughs> 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 well, if there's any nutritionists listening, get in touch. Yeah. And, uh, we could always benefit from that. All right, so shall we dive straight in, Tom, to the cost of relocating? So this one, I guess, is probably more factual than anything else, so uh, hence why I'm quite glad we do have these uh, sheets in front of us. Um, so it's no kind of getting away from it that uh, relocating to the UK for IMGs is really, really expensive. Um, so it's lots of different things that IMGs have to pay for. Um, I think probably the... The biggest cost involved is, is probably the cost of the GMC. Mm. Yeah, getting there is the is the hardest bit. I think. I mean, mm. if you if you want to move to the UK and you're serious about it, there's no better way to test you than to find out if you're willing to spend a lot of money on it. <laughs> um, and the GMC, you know, they don't they don't necessarily make it easy. There is a um, you know a process to to mm. follow and a number of exams that you have to do. And depending on your situation, and as always. Um, with us if you want to get in touch we can give you the best kind of route um, but there are different exams that you need to take depending on where you are and um, mm. what kind of uh, what kind of route you want to take so I guess the cost of the GMC as you said is is the, the first thing to consider so English language tests are going to be ground zero so mm. uh, if you're going down the PLAB route obviously this is the very very first thing that you do because you can't sit the PLAB 1 exam until you've done your English test if you're going down the Royal College or equivalent uh, postgraduate qualification route, then um, that's a bit more flexible. You could do this before or after, but mm. I think that for some specialties like psychiatry, um, doctors find it quite handy to do the English test because when it comes to doing for psychiatry the CASC exam, um, it's quite helpful because you're doing quite a lot of heavy communication in English. So, English language test, IELTS, uh, English... Um, language testing system, international language language testing system, £160. Um, it tends to vary from uh, test centre to test centre, but about £160 is what you should budget for. So 
that's going to be your your starting cost. We've already done a podcast, I think, about IELTS, haven't we? I'm sure we have, Tom. Probably don't need to go into way it back when. Yeah, back in season back one. in its infancy. It's like Game of Thrones. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so that'd be the first cost, and then obviously your other option is the OET exam, which is three hundred and forty nine pounds. So quite a bit more expensive. It is, isn't it? It's quite, it's quite interesting that I mean the disparity between the two, but. I guess for a lot of international doctors, that £349 spent on OET, as it's obviously more specific to uh, the job, um, and vast majority of our doctors find it slightly easier to pass or get the requisite scores, it's probably slightly better investment than taking IELTS 15 times. Yeah, I was going to say, if, you, <laughs> if you're running against a brick wall 15 times in a row, then um, mm. that's going to be pretty expensive in IELTS, but mm. most people most people I know take the OET exam. And I, I guess that kind of ties into probably stuff that we've discussed in the past, where um, really, if, if you are, are not getting the, the required grades within IELTS or OET, please, please, please take some coaching, that type of thing, because... As you can see, if, you, if you're setting these exams 10 times and, and not going up or getting the scores, then that can be quite a considerable cost. Yeah, and we're only on the first bullet point. Yeah. It's quite, we're quite for a long one. Quite a lot more to go. Yeah. Um, so, uh, PLAB part one. So, once you've successfully completed IELTS or, or got the requisite score in OET, um, I guess PLAB part one is the next thing, which is um, can obviously be done outside of the UK. Uh, so, the cost of part one is currently £239 um, which again is uh, quite a hefty price <laughs> I mean you're up over you're well over £500 mm. already just for the OET and PLAB part 1 yeah and of course uh, PLAB part 2 uh, which again there are other costs involved but just to sit um, the, the OSCE type ex- uh, exam in the UK it's going to be £875 um I guess they probably try and justify that by uh, it is a, obviously a, a kind of all day thing which involves lots and lots of people uh, giving up the time uh, to do that. Um, but again, yeah, substantial amount of money to pay uh, for the PLAB exam. Um, the Royal College examination route, Tom, you touched on it earlier, is, is obviously quite more, well, slightly more expensive. But, uh, the full, I assume it's the full part for MRCP to its old full membership. Uh, that's parts one, part two, um, and obviously part three is two thousand three hundred ninety. Yeah, I've done a few vlogs recently about mm. FRCR and um, MRCM FR uh, with their new FRCM layout and, and things. And I, I actually, mm. I knew, I knew some of the individual cost of the exams, but I didn't realise how much it actually mm. costs to go through those. But again, it's a similar sort of thing to ET where you kind of if you are going to go down that route and spend that money it does put you in such a better position in terms of making yourself um attractive to mm-hmm. to hospitals as a as a potential employee um you know there's there's nothing wrong with the plab exam but if you've got the the skills and you've got the time and the money a royal college exam will will give you a better chance mm-hmm. um honestly and i guess with royal college exams of course that total cost of 2390 isn't a one-off payment that's spread over yeah. all the, the different parts of the examination which I think in terms of time scales it's anywhere between two to three years to complete yeah yeah I would say so Roughly. depending mm. on the exam dates especially now with, with coronavirus okay so I don't know if you'd heard of that but no <laughs> um, so with uh, with that in mind um, so if you complete your PLAB or you complete your 
um, Royal College qualification and have OET or IELTS. The next thing, obviously, is the end goal, which is GMC registration. So currently, for, to apply for full registration and licensed practice, the cost is £156. Um, it's actually again, quite again, reasonable. That's, that's quite reasonable, but of course, you have to pay that on an annual retention basis as well. So it's an ongoing cost. Um, I guess visas, next thing, um, once you, you're starting to mobilise to come to the UK. Uh, obviously, good news for doctors and new health and social care visa is now up and running. Um, cost of a three-year visa or up to a three-year visa is currently £232. A visa for more than three years costs £464. Great news though is that IMGs no longer have to pay the IHS, yeah, uh, which and, I know has been a long campaign. Yeah, and, and also with that health and care visa, that, that £232 is half the price pretty much of what it was before so yeah. you're getting a, you're getting two discounts one on the cost of the visa and another on the IHS mm. um, and it's nice that the UK government's now start to value international doctors um, rather than putting up these kind of really really high cost barriers to, to doctors that want to come and actually help yeah I think um, they realise that, that, that people actually do come to the UK and that they're yeah. um, really contributing to <laughs> to the healthcare system I don't know if they just didn't Want to acknowledge that before, but it seems mm. to be seems to be in fairness to the government now that they're getting a, a yeah. bit better. Um, I get another big thing. Obviously, flights. I don't know where Alice has got this <laughs> this figure from, but it's, it's very precise. <laughs> <laughs> but the average flight cost booked three months in advance to come to the UK is currently, according to Alice, how is £572.86. I'm going to call that out because I, <laughs> I think that massively depends where you're coming from. <laughs> so you tell me, Tom, that if you're flying from Amsterdam, it's uh, going to be considerably cheaper. Uh, no, because I'll be going first class, KLM. I see. Very smart. Um, so, <laughs> I know, we need to fact check that, Tom. Yeah, there's I think... A, there's a lot of uh, misinformation on the... Um, on the internet nowadays yeah. we don't want Alice Howe to be propagating that yeah. across the she, she's better than that I think mm. uh, where you're coming from obviously is going to have a massive bearing and then how many children and husbands and wives and partners are coming with you as well um, is going to have a, a huge bearing obviously we, we recommend that you come by yourself to begin with just to get your bearings and mm. and settle in but um, yeah I think it can cost a lot more than that if you're coming from further away and it can cost a lot less than that if you're closer, <laughs> closer by but I mean I, I think you you probably have a rough idea of how much it costs to get to the UK from where you are. Okay, so um, Alice has said, and I keep referring to Alice. Because um, we want to blame her we for all blame this her, information. But, uh, the, the, the full cost of getting GMC registered um, via the PLAB route, and is she including flights and visas on here? I don't know. But it's coming out at 2423 mm, Yeah, I mean, that... Oh, yeah, she looks a bit low. Because even, yeah, even, even if you if you do plab two, obviously mm. the cost of the exam that what was it eight hundred and seventy five. But you also have to get your flights to get here to do yeah. a plab two exam and then accommodation and all that stuff. I'd say conservative. You're looking two and a half thousand pounds. Yeah, I'm probably about right. Yeah. Um, so once you get to the UK, the next cost, and uh, unfortunately the costs don't seem to <laughs> seem to stop, um, is obviously getting. Uh, accommodation in the UK um, so rental prices in the UK on average outside of London because London of course is a huge anomaly um, is circa 550 a month for a one bed flat 
Yeah, I mean, I guess room. I guess that probably sounds about right. When yeah. I lived in Edinburgh, that was roughly yeah. what it was. Yeah, again, when I lived in Manchester, probably around about the same. Yeah. Uh, but when I lived in London, <laughs> yeah, you can times that by <laughs> two. Times that by two, three, four. Yeah, I mean, it, London is mm. an expensive place to live. That said, if you are going to work in London, like if you if you get offered a job there or mm. you really want to go there, there are, you can be smart about it. There are places if you're prepared, especially to commute on a train or a tube. There are places where you can pick it up for, you know, you, you you're probably not going to get as low as five fifty a month, but yeah. definitely not as high as the, the three times multiplier that. I, th- I think that's the seen. thing with central London in particular. I think it's for IMGs who are coming on their own, single, young. Um, it's not a bad place to be because you can get flat shares, you can get um, room, uh, not room shares. Room shares yeah. <laughs> I think that's called a hostel, isn't it? <laughs> um, but there should be accommodation on site or at least provided by the trust uh, for single occupancy and that's a lot of easier I think London if you bring in a large family that's when the costs really start to go up oh, yeah. mm. um, so on top of uh, your accommodation costs you'll also have to pay something called council tax mm. uh, council tax pays for pretty much everything uh, for the council so things like provision of fire services police services um Picking up waste disposal, yeah, street maintenance, like putting, um, putting street lamps and new bulbs and all sorts of stuff. So, yeah, um, I so, mean everybody pays it. You can't, can't yeah, there's, it. there's not. Otherwise, you might end up going to prison. Correct. Which again, accommodation costs will be a lot lower. <laughs> yeah, if you're in a cell, you probably, you probably your outgoings are going to be quite significantly less. So that's good. <laughs> Um, and I, I guess the kind of final thing really is just uh, typical bills that attract to living anywhere I guess which is you've got to pay utility bills for your gas electric water um, television licence quite contentious um, that, yeah a lot of people don't know about that one mm-hmm. if you want to watch television in the UK well not if you want to watch television if you want to watch terrestrial television is that right so BBC and I think you still have to pay even if you wa- just watch the things online do you? Yeah. Just on if you have a device, I think that that's the where it's because con- some people say they just won't watch the BBC. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. I think I did that when I was a student. Yeah. <laughs> and again, you can end up going to prison if you don't pay a television license, which is uh, quite a bizarre thing to go <laughs> to be set down for. But I was going to say, I, I don't. I think for the sake of yeah. is it like a hundred pounds, hundred twenty five pounds? You can pay it monthly mm. though. You can do like a direct debit. And I don't know how that conversation goes with your cellmate when you go. What are you in for? <laughs> yeah, t- armed robbery. Yeah, TV license uh, <laughs> theft of Game of Thrones. <laughs> Second Game of Thrones reference on this podcast. And uh, and I guess if you want to travel and see this beautiful country, you might have to pay for some travel uh, on the, the rail buses yeah, that sort of thing as well into, um, into the hospital yeah and again depending on where, where you're living if you're a little bit further out um, you, do, you can cycle in this wonderful weather yeah you've been doing that mm-hmm. well, I did it yesterday for the first time in yeah. a long time but uh, yeah and then mobile phone costs mm-hmm. what's that roughly depending on what plan you get I guess I mean I, I think you, anything from 20 to 60, 70 pounds a month depends if you depends what you what you've got really yeah. if you've got a brand new iPhone on the latest plan with insurance you're, mm. you're probably looking at the top end of that but I mean there, there are some good deals that to be had so definitely shop around um, I mean adding all those costs up helpfully Alice hasn't actually given us a total figure 
for all of this. <laughs> um, but it's uh, by my calculations a lot. Uh, so, are you sure you want to <laughs> to come to the UK? It is worth it. Um, I'm obviously joking, but um, I think whilst whilst there are costs involved with all of this, obviously there are huge benefits to living in the UK. And if you're listening to this podcast, then you're already thinking about it, um, or at least entertaining the idea. Um, and what I would say is that, I mean, everybody is paying those those same costs, and it's a really good test of your commitment that if you are going to come to the UK, you know that you go through that that process mm-hmm. uh, and and pay those different different points. Uh, it's not easy, uh, but I mean, you know, we're we're helping hundreds of hundreds of doctors every year, and uh, and they're all very very happy with the opportunity to mm-hmm. to change their uh, their way of life. I think um, only on the the final bit on costs of relocating. Uh, I think a lot of doctors, not a lot of doctors, some doctors misunderstand how much it actually does cost to live. Because I know that we've talked about a lot and I think the accommodation and council tax and utility bills can seem quite overwhelming. But um, if you are on a salary of a registrar, you will be very comfortable living in the UK. It's not... um, there's not that much more on on top of these costs mm. that you would have to pay out for really um unless you've got children in which case you want to skip to episode three i think it is because we're going to talk about yeah uh child costs child care child care costs child care costs or yeah. oh, options i think it is options mm. um good well tom that was uh i think a blistering start to i thought so episode one um series five do we want to I, I can't. I just can't do the maths quickly enough to give a final yeah. figure on this. But I think that um, I, I would be saying that if you're going to go down the the Royal College route, you're going to need at least five thousand pounds. I'd have thought. Mm. By the time you've applied for your visa and your your flights and you've done the GMC registration and all that stuff. Yeah. So, like Ryan said, it doesn't have to be paid all up in one. You can obviously these are all lots of different constituent parts that can be paid at different times. But mm-hmm. I think just be aware of it. Don't get caught short and um, realize you don't have enough money to pay for. Yeah, I think that's the, the big things. thing, isn't it? Because um, I mean, these costs are fairly high. But just make sure as well that when you, you do arrive in UK, that you haven't spent all your money on getting here and have zero money to get you through the first month yeah and I think especially now with uh, at the moment anyone coming in is going to have to quarantine for mm. for 14 days uh, and that means well I was going to say it means you're not getting paid it varies by trust some trusts are paying through quarantine mm-hmm. and others are not so I mean I would always I'm always well I'm a very sceptical Scottish man so I would always err on the side of uh, of caution and, and be expecting the worst so mm-hmm. um, just be be aware that if you do fly into the country say coming in the middle of the month you get 14 days in quarantine and then you've got your occupational health appointment and then you've got to get cleared to start it might be six to eight weeks four well i mean in a good good best case scenario you're looking at three or four weeks to get mm. started worst case you're looking at six to eight weeks um, and that can be pretty tricky if you don't have cash good all right well i think we've uh, covered the main points there tom yeah. so yeah i think we should uh <coughs> wrap this my, one up get my podcast voice back and we'll be back for excellent two. yeah okay so thanks for listening in once again um, and uh, yeah as I said we'll uh, catch up with episode two um, which is going to be all about pre-employment checks but as ever you can find all of this information on our website www.bdrresourcing.com um, as well as tons of useful blogs vlogs 
Podcasts. Podcasts. Not forgetting the podcasts. Uh, but all that information, of course, is, is there readily available. So please make sure you access it. Good. Strong outro. Thank you. Strong outro. I had right. to match your, your strong intro. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. All right. right. <laughs> well, <let's laughs> See you next time, everyone. See you next time. Cheers. Bye. Bye.